it's working. <laughs> it's working. Stop it. Stop it. This is the Green Student Ministries Middle School Podcast of the Chapel in Green. We are committed to our students being known, knowing Jesus, and becoming kingdom workers. We hope this podcast serves to encourage, challenge, and to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. This is Green Student Ministries. Well, hey everybody, welcome to the GSM In Between Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm not indulging in that. You didn't one. like that? <laughs> no. I'm Hi everyone. Betsy. Hi everyone. Welcome to the GSM In Between Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Betsy. We're having a great week. <laughs> Maybe how about somewhere in between there? In between. <gasps> oh! <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. All right. Well, hey everybody. Welcome hello, back. Hello. Welcome back to another week of the In Between Podcast. I'm Adam. And I am Betsy. Betsy. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I don't know what that accent was, but I we're, don't know either. I'm here for it. Thank you. So we're excited. <laughs> here for it. Anyways, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, another week, another podcast. We're excited to chat through our week and just talk about what Jesus has been teaching us um, and also things that are coming up in Green Student Ministry here at the chapel. So. Not a whole lot of things happening other than Sundays, but the main thing is that if you're in middle school, small group signups end this weekend on Sunday. And end this Sunday. Hurry. That's right. Hurry. Right now. Run to your computer. Turn this you're off. Listening, turn this off. Run. Sign up right now. Do it. Okay. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you think that was enough? I gave everybody enough time? Yeah. Perfect. They All right. Time. Well, anyways, <laughs> sign up for small groups. Um, small groups are really important. I would say, uh, I have a pretty cool small group, uh, not just a student small group, but like my adult small group, all my friends, there's some pretty cool people in it. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. I'm not indulging. Betsy's, (laughs) Betsy's in my adult small group guys. And she, she was just too humble. She didn't want to be prideful. Yeah. I just little old me. I was, I really tried to lob you a softball there to really, for you to just like talk yourself up. I know. I know. I'm growing. Hey, that was my test. Hey, what's your favorite part about being in a small group? My favorite part about being in a small group is community, friendships. Um, whenever people bring snacks is also pretty great. Um, yeah, I would say that's those are probably my favorite parts. But I would say it helps the church feel smaller. So it's not just like Sunday morning, come, lots of people, leave. But this s- small groups give us a chance to be accountable to one another encourage each other, pray for each other, be honest with each other. Like I, I love our group. I think it's great for like our adult group. And I think that's what we try to recreate in middle school, small groups as well. And it's just trying to create a space for students to come and ask honest questions, be themselves, find good friends. Um, because I know that some of them aren't like actually at school right now. And so they're doing online stuff. Maybe they're not in a sport either. And so really their kind of friend groups are really limited right now. And so I would say that now more than ever, it's really important to kind of anchor yourself into a group of people that love you and care about you. So yeah, that's why I think small groups are important. So if you're not in one, go ahead and sign up. So yeah. Um, But that ends this Sunday. And then the groups start next Wednesday, September 30th. Next Wednesday. 2020. Also a very special birthday shout out today. It is September 22nd, the first day of fall technically. Uh, and also it is, uh, Frodo and Bilbo Baggins's birthday. 
today. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it's the truth. Well, my hundredth and eleventh birthday. It was my hundredth and eleventh birthday. <laughs> We're gonna have a party later with fireworks mm-hmm. and Gandalf. So, <laughs> Gandalf. for anybody who doesn't get that reference, um, you need to go watch Lord of the Rings right now. Yeah, pause. Pause so, this. Pause this podcast. Go watch them. Go watch the I'm, all okay. three. Seriously, get up right now and go. All right, welcome back. I'm glad you enjoyed. Wasn't it? Weren't those movies good? Wow, yeah, we watched all three of them. They were really good. My favorite was the last one. Yeah, the extended. The battle. The extended versions. Yeah, you got to watch those. If you watch Lord of the Rings and not extended, you're missing out. So anyways, for those of you that are listening (laughs) to this. So happy birthday, Bilbo and Frodo. Thank you. So, um, so this week there was a couple things we wanted to talk about, and the main one, I think, this topic is really important, especially right now, um, because I would say the last couple months, the majority of us have been like lounging around at home, like in sweatpants, even in the middle of summer, mm. uh, but just like gotta crank that air conditioning yeah. up. Yeah, there was like a good, I think there was a good three three month, I would say like legit 12 week period where like I didn't leave the house more than maybe five times. And so it was just like lounge comfy clothes all the time mm-hmm. hanging out at home. Was that similar for you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I only wore pajamas. That's. Oh, I have gosh. a vast array of pajamas as well. <laughs> I feel that's like, kind of one of my favorite things to buy. I feel like that's really funny to have like a lot of. I have a lot of them. You know who I, the person that I know who has the most pajamas Leland? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Leland. But are he the only same. wears like his Buzz Lightyear pajamas. That's it. So yeah. that's his that's his go to right now. Um, but anyways, we I wanted to talk about right. So like that just made me think of kind of being comfortable. Like we're all about being comfortable in in life, right? In what we wear and kind of the things that we have. Like I feel like there is always a big push of like I whatever I'm doing, like I need to be comfortable doing it. Um, even that goes to say, like, whenever I, I always think about this, whenever I get on a plane to fly somewhere, um, the first thing that I'm always worried about when I'm in my seat is the temperature of the plane. Like, oh, yeah. Like, the first thing I'm doing is I'm reaching out for those weird, like, screwy vents above my head. Yeah, you got to make sure. And if the plane is hot, I'm like opening all of them and I point all three of them on me. Even mm-hmm. though it's supposed to be one per seat, I'm just like, how do I get more of this? Yeah, uh, definitely on an airplane, you're trying your best to like figure out how to get comfortable. Like, yep. what pillows? Like, what seat is very important? Yeah, am like, I in the middle? I, am yeah. I on the edge? Do I have leg room? Mm-hmm. Do I go through the emergency aisle where there's like extra, but there's also the added pressure and responsibility of evacuating the plane if something yeah. catastrophic happens? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which isn't very comfortable. No. And so, as we as we've talked about that, we kind of mentioned it. Um, together as we've just been going through our week. And so I, I wanted to bring it up and just chat through the idea of comfort within like the church. And so what, like immediately when I say comfort and I bring up the idea of the church, what, what comes to your mind? What are some things that start to kind of roll through your brain? Well, I feel like when I think of comfort in the church, I think of like two different sides. I think of like a very cozy, welcoming environment, like mm-hmm. comfort, uh, like comforting, being around comforting people who love you, who are welcoming. But then there's the other side of like feeling comfortable and not doing anything to like rock the boat. Mm. 
or kind of being selfish with your own comfort, like not wanting to um, sacrifice something that has to do with your time or like who you are as a person, like your own space or whatever, to not go out of your way to help someone or to do something because it doesn't let you be comfortable. Yeah. It's like those are like the two different ones I see with the comfort in the church. That's really cool because I actually wasn't even thinking of the first one. Like in my mind, I'm so like, I don't know if cynical is the right word, but when I think of comfort, it's just like, oh, like we're always so worried about our comfort. But flipping that and thinking of it in terms of like hospitality mm-hmm. and like creating a warm, welcoming environment, I'm like, yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah. Like we just talked about having group. Like we host our small group at our house. And even now I'm like, I want everybody to like feel welcome and, and like comfortable. comfortable, like they can be themselves. Yeah. So that's kind of a different way. But then the other side of it is the other kind of the more negative side thinking like, okay, as Christians, are we called to be like comfortable in terms of what we're doing? Step People say stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. I feel like I heard that all the time when people talk about missions or just like, like talking about the gospel with your neighbor, like, and talking about Jesus. It was like, are you too worried and are you too obsessed with being comfortable that you're afraid to do this? Yeah. And so that was kind of like the two sides. Comfort is definitely something that is not inherently bad in and of itself. It's Hmm. not like this morally wrong thing. Yeah. And um, it's one of those examples here on earth where if we take it too far, then it becomes something bad. It can be something that's like diminishing our relationship with Jesus. And I think we're hitting it right on the head of just being, if you're not being comfortable, like if you're not going out of your comfort zone, I guess. Yeah. It's like the thing or, um, yeah, I guess that's all I had to say. No, that's okay. Yeah, so we were in James 5 um, in middle school room on Sunday. And so here, let me just read kind of like the first part. Because this is this is like a, speaking, I think, to like the negative side. It's the, I mean, it's titled A Warning to the Rich, right? So when we think of comfort, we think of like wealthy and just like kind of like luxury. Yeah, kind even of. as you're like saying that, I remember like when quarantine first started mm-hmm. and everyone was sort of being like, oh man, this this stinks, you know, we're all locked in and like celebrities were coming out being like, it's, we're in this too. It's really hard for us. And people being like, you're living in this huge mansion. That's so comfortable. Yeah. And like, you have all this stuff. Like, don't talk to us about how this is hard. Yeah. So yeah, it's like that. You have everything that you could ever need yeah. more. Yeah. No. So here's, so here James, James five, uh, it says, come now you rich weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. Yikes. Uh, your riches have rotted and your garments are moth-eaten. So he's speaking to like eventually riches and comfort, all of that. Like if that's your primary kind of aim or goal, eventually those those things will go away. Like they pass away. Like earthly comforts pass away with the rest of the world. Um, it says your gold and silver have corroded, like rusted, and their corrosion will be evidence against you. It says it will eat your flesh like fire. Yikes. That's like pretty intense. You have laid up. Here's, here's what I think though. At the very end of verse three says you have laid up treasure in the last days. So it makes me think of the story of like the guy with the barns as well of like, there's a, there's a man that Jesus encounters. And then he begins to tell them the story of this man who has all of like, I think it's grain, but it's like, he has all that he could need. 
and he thinks to himself, rather than giving this away or whatever, like, I'll just build bigger barns for me to continue to, like, hoard this and store this so that I make sure that I have enough for me. Like, and he's worried about kind of taking care of himself and and making sure that he has enough to be comfortable in the future. So, I mean, this kind of presses in, I know this isn't really middle school related, but it presses in on like retirement talk of just like saving up enough money. I know that's a weird topic to, to hit, but that's just where my brain went. And so for parents that are listening to this, yeah, thinking about retirement and just like, am I just working to like save up enough money so that I can be like comfortable when I'm old? Like, is that my main goal right now? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It says, behold, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, are crying out. So it's not only the fact that these people have riches, it's also how they acquired them, like by cheating other people who worked for them. And then he says in verse 5, you have lived on the earth in luxury and in self-indulgence. And so that was kind of like the main part, which, which really kind of brought this to my mind, I think was that whole idea that you have lived on the earth in luxury and in self-indulgence. And so thinking through that, it's like, what's our responsibility as believers to make sure that that is not the primary aim of our life? When, for the most part, we're taught in school and by culture, um, by the way that our maybe our parents have modeled for us that like, the the dollar and like having enough or having not even just having enough but having more is kind of like the ultimate the ultimate game in life which can be da- a dangerous one to play yeah it's definitely the most it's definitely the most important part yeah it seems like at like least every- in america is like how much money are you making how can you make the most of all your investments all the money all the blah 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 like i think on Sunday, I really liked how you had discussion questions, not about money so much, but mm-hmm. how um, how time can be something that we can spend a mm-hmm. lot like money. And I think that is also really applicable to middle schoolers of how are you spending your time and are you generous with your time? Because that's usually something as a middle schooler you have more of than you have money. Yeah, totally. I did not have much money. As a middle school. No, I think I got a five dollar five, 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 a five dollar foot long? No. From Subway. Uh five dollar allowance every month or something like that. Man. I think I mine was like birthday money for my grandparents. Oh yeah. And then I also was so spoiled uh at certain points of my life that I would get money for grades for my grandparents. Like oh, I would yeah. send them my report cards and it was like every it was like $3 an A or something like that. And so I would get I'd get money in the mail for my grandparents for having good grades. Cha-ching. That's right. And now that and even whenever I say that, I now I feel so like <laughs> so spoiled. Like, yeah. It's like that doesn't cuz that's not everybody's story. And but that was just so common for me. And I and even then, like I would look around at my friends and be like, "Well, they have more than I do." Mm-hmm. Like it's all about well, they have more, and so I need that. And whatever. Yeah. We have to have the most expensive and the newest thing. Yeah. But but back to the verse of like of living in luxury. And I feel like luxury is always this it's not just like having enough. Luxury is like over the top. Yeah. Like you think of a luxury vehicle. Like if I need a car to get to a job or to drive to my friend's house, like 
if it has four wheels and runs and it gets me there, like that's a car. But like if it has massage chairs like in the front <laughs> seats and like drives itself for me, it's probably a, you're probably driving a luxury car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's the like over the top more than I need. And I feel like the gospel specifically talks to the way that we spend our resources. And if and if it's all on us, I'm not saying that like owning a luxury car makes you a horrible person. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, no, like... no, 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 no. <laughs> because I know people that have so much and they give away and it's just like, okay, well then now what do I do with this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which seems like a really great problem to have. But it's, I don't know, it's just very interesting to me that I feel like everything that we strive for and try to accomplish is like, well, we need to have the best and it's not just having enough. It's, it's having like, it's having more than what we really need. It's living in luxury, even from like a church standpoint of like whenever we're spending or whenever we're doing things like for an event or programming or whatever, like do we have what we need or are we trying to be over the top? Like those are good questions that we ask staff like as we're planning and prepping ministry for the year, like I think I, I, I've seen that game played in student ministry with like, well, they're giving away. Like I had a, the church that I went to growing up, we had like a revival week, <laughs> which sounds <laughs> silly. But I remember there was like another church down the road that also did a revival week. And it was like this time where you invited all your friends to like come here, this like speaker who's going to teach the gospel it was supposed to be like this big evangelism outreach push thing. But the way that they got students to come, it was like, we're going to have pizza and we're going to have pop and we're going <laughs> to have root beer floats. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the night, we're going to give away an Xbox. And it was just like, oh my goodness, they're going to give yeah. away an Xbox. And like, I just remember our church and the other church down the road ended up like starting to compete with like, I feel like they were mm -hmm. competing with prizes. <laughs> That it's just like the best they're gonna give away offer. Xboxes. They're gonna give away two Xboxes and a PlayStation. Yeah. Like, and it was all just it's funny too. I'm now I think about it, I'm like, I don't think they gave away anything that like girls would want. It was no. just like this and the new copy of Madden 2011. Yeah, well, it's usually not. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other issue. I know. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about that, oh no. Not um, that girls can like xbox yeah but in general i feel like all of it was i'm like maybe the youth pastor really is just like it was like a buy one get one free <laughs> like buy an xbox get an X xbox and he's like i could use this for myself <laughs> just give one away perfect yeah, maybe. you never know i'm gonna give away my old one so that way i buy the new one for me <laughs> great <laughs> that's what was happening i told you i could be cynical sometimes that's right. um so going back to the first question that we asked mm -hmm. is is living the Christian life supposed to be a comfortable life? Mm. Yeah, I would say no. Why? <laughs> because I think that Jesus models and teaches the opposite. So especially, I mean, you think about the Beatitudes. It's blessed are the poor. Like not, like he flips it on its head. People are, are thinking that like, well, if you have a lot of money and you have a lot of stuff, like you're blessed. But he's like, no, the poor are blessed. Like, because they're not, I think it, one, it's they're not concerned about all the things that they have and have to tend to. And it, like, because they're desperate just for life from Jesus. Like, they're desperate for, for their needs to be met. Like, basic, simple needs. And you can rely on Jesus for those things. Like, 
you have to have an element of desperation, I think, in your heart. If you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from, you don't know where your next meal is coming from. And he's not saying, like, if you have a job, quit and go live paycheck to paycheck. Like, that's, I don't think that's what he's saying. But I would say in terms of comfort versus luxury, or sorry, comfort versus living, like, just kind of simply, I would say that the simple is better in in God's eyes uh, in terms of like am I am I living my life in order to acquire these things or am I living my life for Jesus and then as I go other, these other things are happening mm-hmm. like I, I feel like that was confusing how do you think we can recognize in our own lives when we are living in a way that's like too comfortable because obviously we really like talked oh. about like how being comfortable is not a bad thing yeah. but there is a, a way of making it into something that can be bad. So is there ways that we can recognize ways? Is there ways that we, that we can recognize ways? Yeah. I, but how can we look at ourselves and realize when we are going down a path that we're living too comfortably? Yeah. I, I think that's a great question. Um, I would say there's a couple, there's a couple things that came to my mind just now. Um, if, I would say that if our primary goal is to be comfortable, like if that's why we're acquiring things or saving up money or like keeping things to ourselves, like if you if you stop and take a look and the, the end game for you is like, I want to have all this stuff so that I'm comfortable or like so that I can just have more, like you need to kind of stop and look and be like, okay, well, why, why do I want this? Like, why mm-hmm. am I desiring these things for yeah. myself so badly? Um, like the ultimate goal is being comfortable. Yeah. See, like when I'm thinking of it, I'm thinking of almost like um, if like our the- reaction to something that sounds uncomfortable really frustrates or agitates us. Ooh, yeah. I think that's when we know we're going down a path that we are valuing comfort too much. Like if you... At like if you are like at the lunch table and I don't know, like someone's like, Hey, would you go talk to that new girl? And you're like, No, I don't want to. Like I wanna have my own time. I'm mm. tired. I don't feel like talking to her. It's really good. Or even like this Sunday in the middle school room, if you wanted to sit with your friends. Yeah. And you're like, Oh wait, there's all there's too many people at this table and now I have to go sit with some other people that I don't really know. If like that really agitated you and you're like no I don't want to do that yeah I don't want to have to talk to these random people that I don't know like then I think that's another indicator that you're going down a path that you value your comfort more than anything else oh preach it yeah no that's so good I'm so glad that you brought that yeah that my brain like wasn't even in that space (laughs) like yeah I'm honest I'm sitting here like you're just talking and I'm just like like oh my gosh Betsy this is so good like (laughs) Teach me more. <laughs> I'm serious. That's so good. Um, well, I think because I can only say that because I know that I do that. Yeah. Like, uh, especially with, like, friendships, I think that comes up the most if, if you're being too comfortable with your friends. Um, like, you're not willing to expand the friend group, talk to other people. I think yeah. that is a really big indicator, and I think that's something that not that isn't just in middle school. That's a big thing in high school, in college, and when you're an adult, 
like having some new couple, some new friend, some new person join the small group, some new person join the friend group. If you're like, I, this is annoying now. Like, I think that's like a, another heart check. Mm. Yeah. I think those moments where you find yourself really frustrated or, or angry about things that you're like, not, not really many other people are upset by this. Like maybe, oh, maybe it's my heart. Like maybe I should just stop and like kind of do a little check on like, what, why is this upsetting me? Yeah. I think that goes, I think that even goes with like changes like in, within the church. Like I, I think whenever we're, we're, we're presented with change and, and we want to like rail against it. I think we have to stop and ask ourselves like, am I, am I really honestly frustrated with like this new thing that we're doing or is it because I'm a little bit maybe too comfortable or I'm a little obsessed with just being comfortable that I don't want to have to go through the process of, of change here? Yeah. So, like... Because change messes up your whole routine. Yeah. It makes it less comfortable. Definitely. So if you have to change it up, that's really can be really frustrating, too. Yeah. I mean, I would say the same thing in terms of, like... I think about the times that we moved, like, as a family, whenever I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, how frustrating that was. But it's just, like, it's because my my little world, like, was kind of... Like, it got shook up. And it's like, I cannot, there's, I can't be comfortable in this now. I, I'm in a new space. I'm in a new place. I'm just rhyming now. <laughs> like, whatever. Um, and so my comfort was kind of challenged. Whenever there was a new, uh, a new youth pastor, I remember like our youth pastor whenever I was younger, like he left and we had a new guy come in. And I, I was like determined not to like the new guy because he didn't do, he didn't do things the same way. Yeah. And so I'm just like, well, I don't like him. Like, cause he's not Chris or whoever. Yeah. And so because it was different, I couldn't just be comfortable with kind of what was going on and all of these. It's funny because w- I think whenever we start using examples for comfort and things like that, I feel like a lot of our examples are very like shallow and I almost kind of feel bad about that a little bit where it's like the things that we're the most upset about are like, well, I had to go do this or like I had a new pastor who wanted to love me and shepherd me, but I was annoyed that the other one left or like <laughs> I was annoyed that somebody else wanted to be my friend in my friend group. And well, how dare they like, yeah. <laughs> and like you start talking about it and it's like, Oh, <laughs> like, wait, what am I doing? Um, and so I, yeah, I would say I, even going back to what we were mentioning earlier, like I really, yeah, I, I don't think that Jesus calls us to a life of comfort. I mean, obviously we talked about that on, on Sunday with Mike. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about walking into the chisel that, he would shape us and mold us. Like that is not comfortable. Yeah. And that's a whole other side of the comfort conversation. Where, where Jesus, I mean, he continues to want to like chisel away and chip away at the things in our hearts that are, are not like him that pull us away from him. And, and that is not like, that's not just leaving somebody in a comfortable situation. Like that is, he is calling us to change, to be different, to look more like him. And that means, a lot of a lot of moments that hurt and are hard and giving away things that are comfortable for something that maybe not and so yeah, there's there's just so much to that whole kind of whole kind of side of things that when we think about just this whole idea of being comfortable accumulating wealth and lux- living in luxury like i mean that's like that's the dream in general for most people like that you would have enough that you don't that you can retire and you don't have to work by like 25. Like you win the lotto or whatever or you make it big or 
something goes viral and all of a sudden you're just like a celebrity or something, <laughs> right? Everybody's trying to be TikTok famous. Everyone. Everybody. Um, and so it's just like, that's, I mean, that's the dream. Yeah. Like that somehow you have more than enough and it's like that you would get it by not even having to work hard. Like that you just have it all. And yeah, not having to work hard is is the big that's key the part dream. Yeah, of when it's it because working hard is uncomfortable. Yeah, where like even if you were the wealthiest person in the world and you had everything that you could ever want, like, and then you meet Jesus, like he still calls you to like pick up your cross every day and die to yourself. Like that, there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. Like now, as a as a believer, like I have a job to do regardless of like what my actual job is like I, there is work to be done. There's no time to sit and rest like, or be comfortable. Like I've, I have, there is like, people need to know about this. People need to see Jesus. And if we're called to go do that, if we're so worried about sitting back and being comfortable and worried about our own, our own luxury and our own comfort, that's not going to happen. And he calls us to go do that. So it's just it's just an odd thing. So, yeah. But I think that's good. I think those are good things to think through. So maybe even as you're listening to this, maybe just think about what, what you're chasing after. What are the things that you rely on for comfort? What are, the, what are ways you comfort yourself? That's another good thing to talk to. We don't have time, time for. But some people, it's, it's like binge-watching shows. It's eating. It's like buying things, it's shopping on Amazon, like, and it's just Oof, like, yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, that really hits a little oh, too man. close. <laughs> what are the, what are the ways that you, that you comfort yourself or like those kind of vices that you run to whenever things aren't going well, that you, you try to just, well, I'm going to make myself feel better a little bit. And so that's a whole other kind of side of that conversation that do we, do we try to, do we just have these like coping mechanisms and we ignore Christ like and the comfort that he offers and the peace that he gives. So because we're worried about other things. So yeah, all that to say, I feel like this is really, really good. I feel like I could talk about this for a long time. Um, but I hope this conversation is helpful for you. So if you're listening, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, we're going to cut it. So that way this isn't like <laughs> super long podcast. <laughs> so we hope that you guys have a good week. Again, don't forget uh, middle school, small groups. This Sunday. Sign-ups end this Sunday. Registration ends. That's right. And then groups start up next Wednesday. Um, and if you're a parent and you're listening to this, thank you. Uh, this is for everybody. So parent, high school, middle school, whatever. I know we say middle school a lot, but like I think this is for everybody. So thanks for listening. If you have any questions, you can email us at gsm at thechapel.life. And I hope you guys have a great week. See ya. Bye. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Green Student Ministries Middle School Podcast of the Chapel in Green. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact us at gsm.thechapel.life or follow us on Instagram at Green Student Ministries. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.